Coming up next, we've got NHL and NBA playoffs, my experience at the Kentucky Derby, and our special guest, Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith, who just won the 144th Kentucky Derby. All that and more on the Weekly Pass. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz. Welcome back to the Weekly Pass. I am Bonnie Jo Laughlin. I was not here last week, but my fabulous co-host took over. And we it, were it went great, yeah. right? We were here. Yeah, we took over in your leave of absence. So we, we missed you. I yeah. know. I always miss you guys. And it looked like it was a fun show. It we was. had a great time, yeah. yeah. Talking second round, NBA. NHL. Mm-hmm. NHL, I know. We had bets we on your outfit. We did. All that. <laughs> um, you can find us at the BJL Weekly Pass on Twitter, and we're going to start... Re- I keep saying this. We're going to start getting really active on this. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. have our millennial David yeah. take over that. Because that's like, right? I'm doing all the hockey stuff. Hey, I've, I've been doing hockey stuff, but not so much NBA and whatnot. Um, you can catch me personally at BJ Laughlin on Twitter and at Bonnie Jill on Instagram and Facebook. And David, oh, yeah, you can catch me at uh, David H. Bloom on Instagram and Twitter. It's easy. My easy name. peasy lemon <laughs> Throw an squeezy. H in there. Nice. You can find me at Becky Sotero on all social media. Join us for the live chat. We see you. We see you. Talk to us. And this will be a good time for people to come in and chat because they may not know a lot about horse racing, so this is their time to kind of ask some questions. What do you all think? Love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be exciting to have them on. And don't be afraid to ask a question that Mm -hmm. you may think is, you know, silly or, you know, because... It's not, not a lot of people not, know. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. But you know, before we dive into that, let's get into ho- hockey, which is yeah. Becky's favorite. And yeah. tell me what happened to your penguins. Y'all. Y'all. Because well, that was okay. that's, that's the right. right. All right, all right, all right. Your I, hey, I can pens. concede when, a, when hockey is played uh-huh. at its best, may the best team win. And the Caps, after 20 years, are now going to be in the Eastern Conference Final. I think that deserves enough applause. Them. Yeah, I'll okay. give them. I'll give them. Uh, Ovechkin, first time in 10 years, he's going to see. See, I'm happy for him. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. Okay, so game six, that was a surprise. We all thought it was going to game seven. But the Pens did not show up. I mean, almost the entire game. I didn't have to go to the gym, by the way, because my heart rate was, like, out (laughs) of control. But the Pens just didn't show up. There was hardly any offense. They had no one in front of the net. Malkin was non-existent. Crosby was struggling. And the Caps just showed up. Why was Crosby struggling? Uh, he's hit or miss, I feel like, these days. Ever since his concussions, I just don't think he plays his full capacity. When he's on, nobody can beat him offensively. Right, that's what I thought. So. Yes. No, he's one of the greatest in this yeah. entire right, league. Right, so that's why when you say struggling, well, I want to know, because I didn't watch the game, that series, sure. what happened. Sure, well, I think nerves don't typically get the best of the team, but the problem is, is that Crosby's not like a LeBron. He can't hold the team by himself. Right. And there was just no offense. The defense was doing okay, but Latang was slow. It just was not their best game. And when you're into an elimination game, game six, for a team that is hungry or against a team that's hungry, Mm -hmm. you're going to fall short. Yeah, that's a team that's really hungry. Really hungry. A team that hasn't been to the Eastern Conference Finals in that long. 20 years. And with a player as great as Ovechkin, who, like, desperately wants to do something like memorable with his career like good for them but right. I want him to finally get the cup you know I that's do too. one and thing that you know you kind of want to see a legend like that go down with right exactly mm-hmm. and that's the story of the, the finals this year is that mm-hmm. apart from Tampa Bay we are surprised everyone's surprised about how these series are going I mean we let's talk about the Knights the Knights um, took care of San Jose and by the way right. let's t- also talk about a Twitter battle between the Kings the Sharks and the Knights <laughs> it has been quite entertaining really what do you yes. mean by that so the that Kings West are Coast. like Throwing shade to the Twitter handle, yeah. Follow the Kings if you don't, but they're yeah, they've always done shade. that though. Like if you ever if you follow the Kings Twitter yes. handle, they've always gone back and forth and they've said some funny things. But follow they're the Kings uh, on social and media. And maybe they've stepped it up, but now. they're getting under the the skin but the Kings of the aren't in anymore. They're not, but they're trying. <laughs> they're trying to throw some some shade. And it's like okay, I, I worked for the team. I get you won two Stanley Cups, but. The Knights are playing incredibly. There's no, there, there's nothing you can say about the way that they're playing. And for an inaugural team making That's it as what far I'd as say, you know, with them being this new team and people kind of thought the odds were yeah. against them, right? So right. people were oh, saying completely. that some of the players were, and I'm going to use the words, you know, bums, but skies that they didn't think mm-hmm. would, you know, be on another team and would su- succeed. And so now look at, yeah. I, I kind of mm-hmm. like the underdog. They didn't type think of that they would be as cohesive. They thought it would take a the few chemistry. years. Yes. Yeah, especially well, for that's with any team. Yeah, sure. and if the fan base there too, because. It's an expansion team. Mm-hmm. It's the players that the other teams don't want from right. their teams given to you to say, hey, build a franchise, do something good. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they have Marc-Andre Fleury, who's unstoppable old, when he's, he's on. unstoppable. Yeah. They have, like, Carlson and Neil, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they just they gelled really well. They did. And the they fan did. base there is much better than people thought. Well, oh, and yeah. that's... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The argument, though, is that and a lot lo- of people... These are locals, by the way. They're not no, like just people like tourists. They're local Vegas the fan base people. Is but right. listen, they're not... But that's what people are upset about, is that they're upset that there's bandwagoners. Well, of course, they don't well, have what, the... it was the first season. If, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the argument, is that like, apparently they're being really difficult. Like, there's been rumors of Kings fans almost getting ran over by fans when they went to Vegas. Like, there's oh, a really? lot of real, a lot of tension. However, I will say, when the Kings swept the Blues in 2012... We were not really the nicest fans either. We so. are not, not. We are terrible fans. Yeah. yeah. Do not let us win another cup. Yeah. Rangers and Devils, like, we will come for you again <laughs> right. and again Hockey and again. fans are pretty crazy. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're good passionate. fans. Yeah, I'll say passionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they will, I mean, I've seen some of the fans and They'll you're like, oh, you. yeah, they will cut They you. will. It's a game you have to be passionate about because watching, mm-hmm. it's not... It's a very fast-paced game, if you think about it, but the scoring is so it's so low scoring it's right. most of the time. Every, right. every goal is so hard-earned. Mm-hmm. It's you so know? hard-earned that yeah. you've got to be there and there and yeah. there and, like, watching the team on offense and go back on defense and right. sways on the forecheck. Yeah. It's, you are in it yeah. for all, um, all 60 minutes. Okay, so let's talk about the Preds and the Jets. Game 7 tomorrow. No one thought this would get to a Game 7 series. And I series. was in Nashville when they, when they lost. And those, were you? Yeah, and mm. those Predator fans were... Depressed. Oh, no, again, they thought it would be another steamroll. Yeah. This has just been the story they of They were the... all, like, shocked. They're like, we can't believe we just lost. And they were up 3-1, I think, yeah. and then the first half, and then they just... Yeah, Winnipeg's putting it together, so that's going to be a really exciting game. We'll see who um, the Knights are going to be facing the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so the Knights won. will be playing the, the winner of what game? The, either the Preds. Winnipeg Jets or the Preds. Yeah. And who do you think that will be? I I had the Preds and Winnipeg's coming out, so I, I think that Winnipeg's got the definite momentum. So. I want to see right. I want to see Winnipeg because they were a team that was also mm-hmm. like bad a couple years ago. Yeah. They weren't, and mm-hmm. I mean like Patrick Laine is doing pretty good. Like I, I want to see them do. Good. I just think I want to see Winnipeg and Las Vegas do good. Okay, I want to see the Knights and the Caps. I think that would be such an incredible story for the for the Stanley Cup. That's final. what I think because there's so many storylines, so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so give many. me chills. And More than before. I've been to that arena, the T-Mobile Arena, not for a hockey mm-hmm. game, but for a George Strait concert. That is a pretty badass arena, yeah, too. Yeah, they built that thing nice, and yeah. I've seen it. I've, I mean, watch night's yeah. games. Like, mm-hmm. it's, the atmosphere is amazing. You, it's, like, perfect. It's yeah. amazing. For, a, for mm-hmm. a team in their inaugural season, right. it's amazing. But for real hockey fans, mm-hmm. David and Becky, is it sort of like, okay, inaugural team wins it, or fans going to be upset kind of that they want it because they feel like it wasn't you know earned or it wasn't you know what I mean they haven't put the years in and I they mean, don't have the, the the real you know foundation of these fans that the other teams yeah, have Yeah they'll always be that I think yeah. they didn't put in their time but I think that if you're a true hockey fan you respect good hockey and the and you look at each pl- player individually yes. instead of the team and these are not yeah. brand new players they brought up right. from the minors these yeah. are professional players oh, they course. brought from different yeah. teams so they have the credentials yeah it's an, an inaugural team but the players themselves I mean look at Flurry. he's been in the mm-hmm. he's has two Stanley Cups under his belt already so. I think there's a misconception people who don't know hockey are probably thinking that these are a lot of rookies or guys that are pulled up or not no. you're saying by kids when it's actually established hockey players yeah, yeah they drafted for a long time yeah, the way they drafted was they drafted it, like a win now mm-hmm. mentality Right. Old guys who they knew could produce, like Flurry. Yeah, I think that's probably the best example of what oh, they were yeah. trying to do, and it's worked out. And it's McNabb working. came from the from the Kings. McNabb is mm-hmm, defensively exactly. stepping up, and he kind of fell behind in the Kings. You know, I, I don't know. It's can they can they win it all? Yes, yes, they very much can. Yeah, wow. I think I think if they get in the then wow. the final, they could. Because here's the thing too: the Caps right now are like on this high, but I hope that they don't play against now a veteran and very experienced playoff team right. in the Lightning. And, and just lose it. But you it's know? so funny. You look at, like, the NFL or the NBA, mm-hmm. and it's always talking about who has playoff experience, mm-hmm. and that holds such a high regard. Now, yes. you look at the Golden Knights. Yep. That's it's why not mattering. Am I right? Have. No. But that's why the Golden Knights no. and the Caps could be such an incredible series, is either both of them have right. no experience. And they play well on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 
which is a big part of their season. That's huge. But, you know. Yeah. I just hope the Caps can. I'm actually, maybe (laughs) I'm a bandwagoner, but I'm pulling for the Golden Knights, too. But I like their name, too, because it goes back to the Army, and I flew with the Golden Knights before and jumped out of a plane. Yeah, girl. Uh I got that. I like the You got that background. I like it. So I'm going to be a bandwagoner. No, you're not a bandwagoner. And that's the thing is, I will fight it to my core. That It's not about being, like you said, it's not being a bandwagoner. It's their first season. It's the fact that fans who have been a fan of these teams for like the Kings for you know 40 plus years right. they're like oh you know we have the the fan power but you know what Vegas go Vegas yeah. like they're killing it right you now for good hockey yeah. yeah you just want to see good hockey not mm-hmm. saying like you're a fan of the team but yeah. if the games are good and the team has a good underdog right. story you can't help but get excited for them no and is that fair to say no not exactly and yeah. I, that's why I was upset about this whole Twitter wars it was so petty it's like you need to respect good hockey right and the Kings yeah, were do. just a li- they went a little bit Right. Um, well, I was at in Louisville at yeah, Kentucky you are. Derby, mm-hmm. and that is, I was trying to like add it up. I think it's like my 15th, 16th Derby that wow, I've been to consecutively. Wow. How did it compare? Um, they're always good. I mean, mm-hmm. this one, it was pouring rain, but that didn't matter because I've been there rain or shine. And mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I always get concerned about is when it's, you know, the slop that, you know, the safety of the riders, the you know, or the true. horses. So that was my only concern, but it's always just a good time. I don't know if any of y'all have been to Kentucky, but the Louisville itself is just, they've got that really that southern hospitality Mm -hmm. um the ambiance the fashion the mint juleps you know Mm. the greatest two minutes in sports i can go on and on and on so it's a it's a good time um oh there's my love it you looked (laughs) fabulous i guessed blue so i lost this bet but i think josh guessed Red, he sort of thrown so, a red in there. I, yeah. I guess my guess was tan. So I'm right. just you're neutral. neutral. I'm, I'm in the middle. You're Switzerland. Yeah. We get it. And no. um, people were like, "Oh wait, that kind of like I was kind of like joking around. It's kind of like my sombrero." But it also that day fell on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, <laughs> very well planned. I love so it. So it's Working kind of like well. the Cinco de Mayo the slash yeah. like Derby. You it know, incredible. Um, and did you guys watch the race? I did not, but well, I heard about okay. the weather. I don't know and if, it you, was, if yes, you watched the race. I heard about the weather and the well, look outcome. Look at this picture. They're going to show the picture. Oh, my goodness. Look at that slop. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah. Wow. Were you guys covered in the seats? Yeah, because we sit up in the Millionaire's Row, which has the okay. Sky Terrace as covered. But when you go out to the terrace, you get a little um, wet. You can see... Um, Marissa wants to play this. this We're going to show some video. Let's just here. say I was a little bit excited for Mike Smith to... Um, to <laughs> That's me screaming. <laughs> I had no voice. So good. I was so excited. Well, it's, you know, it's exciting when you have a friend. You know, it's you know, it lays yeah. kind of differently yeah. when you watch a game or someone you actually know. Of course. Um, and I, he's been a really good friend of mine. So we were so excited. And, you know, considering he's you know one of the best jockeys of all time. You're talking about Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. He's only won the Derby. This is only his second time. Mm-hmm. But so, 26 you know, Breeders' yes. Cups. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the man. So um, it was exciting just to, you know, to see him win. And, you know, normally the favorite, with the Derby, it's such a wide open field. Mm-hmm. It's hard to ever pick, you know, mm-hmm. everyone goes, Who, who's going to win? I sure. don't know. It's hard. Right. And usually the favorite doesn't always win. You know, so no. Justify's right. been the favorite. And people are wondering, you know, he's undefeated, but he didn't race as a two-year-old. You know, how well would he do in a different track. You know, there's so many different things. You remember, these are animals that sure. are used to certain things, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he races out here in the West Coast of Santa sure. Anita. And Didn't he win in here. April? Uh, the horse yeah, won yeah. Derby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, horse racing happens only, you know, three times a year, mm-hmm. the Kentucky Dairy Preakness and the Belmont. But it's year-round, and these horses, you know, they get used to certain tracks, sure. certain weather, you know, all that. That's what I was wondering is how, I want to ask him about the weather. How does this horse train for that, honestly? Right. And you just never know. Yeah. No. You can. Yeah. yeah. He was out of gate 11, wasn't he? I think that was an advantage to them. I'd l- I want to yeah. know about that, too. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. good, because I think for our, you know, our viewers, they should ask some questions that, yeah. you know, that make them wonder, you know, because it is a different, if you think about it, horse racing is such a different sport. Than, oh, it's um, <laughs> incredibly. Than sports, well, and you know? people think that these jockeys are just sitting on a horse. There's so much There's they have so, to know, so much athleticism. There's too much, honestly, like, mm-hmm. thinking, because they... You just see, and you see, okay, the horses are running around in a circle, and then one of them, no, it's so much more than that. It's the training, Mm -hmm. it's the effort by the jockeys, it's everything they do to make, like, it's it's their, it's like their horse, and 
It's it's a it's an and amazing you know, sport. It's not like, it really is. It's also you never know. The horses have bad days, just like we do. So exactly. they don't they don't want to unpredictable. Yeah, it's unpredictable. Maybe they don't want to run. Maybe they don't like this. They don't you know something. You know they're funny. It's like real. we don't want to get our our our, <laughs> our, our hooves <laughs> in the mud. Um, who who were your guys' picks? I know you I picked Justify. Oh, you did because I, you didn't hear the story. Well, no, I'm sure. why? Because the name or the name. I am. Were you a fan of the show? Okay, no. Oh, so okay. I Justin don't know. Timberlake's first album. It was yeah, Justify. It was just a five IED. But but I thought, you know, there's a tie, and Sync just got their star the day before. I was like, there's like stars in the anyway. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. Don't judge me. Because isn't Justify a TV show? Am I making that up? It is. No, no, it is. It is. You're right. And what was your pick? You picked Dead Last Ireland. Yeah, my pick may have got Dead Last. Oh, you you picked the Ireland pick? Mm hmm. I may have. (laughs) I may have gone for the they've never won before and. Was, Why not? But. Bonnie Joe, was he your pick, Justify? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously because of Mike as well, but then I had him in a trifecta, yeah. and, you know, wow. I actually hit the trifecta, but since it was all favorites, I didn't win okay. big, big, big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Normally, if there's a long shot in there, sure. like my boy Jack or some of the other ones oh, that course, came in, yeah. then it's, you know, you, yeah. by the odds, you know, you yeah. kind of want okay. somewhat See, of a I've long I've never shot. really known how the betting works. It's good to you know. You want a long shot. Okay. For money-wise. Okay. Well, yeah. Because otherwise, it's like even money. Like, I end up kind of just having breaking even. Got yeah, it's how bets work. Like the like the worse the odds sure. the more money you're going to win that's right. how it works um, funny um, Bob Bafford um, the trainer of Justify Hall of Fame trainer he was uh, interviewed by TMZ when he landed back in Los Angeles and okay. it was funny what he said um, about Justify you know what I have really good clientele they you know, put a lot of money up <laughs> they're serious about it and uh, we have a good staff and you know you know, we get a, it's like being a coach. You get a good, if you get LeBron, you better win. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You compared this horse to LeBron. Oh, he's, he looks like LeBron. Yeah, he's big, <laughs> powerful, athletic, fast. So, uh, very rare, very rare. You know, he's, a, he's a beast. Does he have a chance at the Triple Crown? Well, we got to get to the, te- the next one first. Yeah. That's, that's ways off. That's all, um, he's good now. He's good. Is, is he up there with American Pharaoh? Oh, he's up there with him, yeah. Wow. Outstanding horse. Now, you, now, out of horse trainers, you're the second most successful horse trainer of all time. Five, five Kentucky Derbies. Um, yeah. Well, I just feel fortunate. You know? I, mean, no, I mean, you are. You're synonymous with. You know, you're, you're basically the LeBron James of horse trainers. Would you ever be the Michael Jordan? <laughs> I'd like to get paid like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, man. You're you're a class act. You have the best head of hair. Best head of hair. Purple shampoo. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Purple shampoo it really works for bl- blondes, like color tamers. Oh, really? It's yeah, it's huge. I didn't know it's, that. It's a thing. Yeah. Purple oh, shampoo. Okay. Well, he does yeah. have a great head of hair. So yeah, it's nice to see this. You know, and I'll talk about this with Mike. The bond between this trainer and uh, jockey because they've been, you know, uh, bonded. You know, Baffert always puts Mike on his horses, sure. and you know, to see. That with, you know, a combination like that with a with a horse mm. as good as Justify, it'll be interesting so to see what happens in the Preakness, which is in two weeks, and then after right. that, you know, going for the third leg, which would be the Triple Crown. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, which would be is crazy. Which on. is so rare. I think American Pharaoh did it in fifteen, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. before that, it's just it's you have to, it's not only winning winning one race right. is hard enough, but to win all three, it's. And people don't realize it's really tough. You know, it's so hard, tough. you know, to do that, you know, every two weeks and it's different tracks. And yep. I mean, there's so many, you know what I mean? There's so mm, many yeah, elements. There's so many and factors right. and, like, variables right. that you, yep. you can't even account for. You, it may say sunny. The weather could say sunny the entire time and it could start pouring. Oh, and that's exactly what happened in Louisville. <laughs> exactly. It said that it was going to be 80 degrees sunny and then it was pouring, pouring. rain. And, and you, you know that is the first time in Kentucky Derby history that it had that much rain. Really? Three inches of rain, yeah. And it was actually raining wow. at post time, which, you know, normally it kind of subsides. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. Kentucky's one of those places where it, like, you know, flies in in the storm and then, you know, it's gone. Yeah. It's- but no, it, like, it held on. So, um, but I'm glad you guys both, well, you picked Justify. I did. But how about in the Preakness? You guys will have to pull for Mike. I yeah, I don't absolutely. think I I don't think I can like I have to now right I definitely have to yeah definitely <laughs> um, do we have Mike on the line yes hey Mike thanks for joining us yeah no problem thanks for having me are you coming off your high yet or are you still <laughs> celebrating <laughs> I think I might have even blown up a little higher. <laughs> Um, how are you feeling now? I mean, now that it's, you know, everything's kind of subsided and you're, you know, getting ready for the Preakness, what are your thoughts and feelings after uh, winning, you know, your second, you know, Hall of Fame jockey, you know, big money, Mike, you've done everything, but this is only your second Derby win. 
I'm in by, beside myself. It's getting better as as each day goes by. To be honest with you, I just can't can't stop getting over how how wonderful this horse ran. Man, he just ran a tremendous race. Just very proud to be part of the whole team. You know. So when you crossed the finish line, what was going through your mind? I mean, the other time that you won the Derby, you, you were on Giacomo, 60-1, to 1, and now you've got Justify, and you just win the Kentucky Derby, the 144th running of the Derby. Well, it wasn't, you know, expected the first time, and it was, of course, the first time that you do it, so everything mm-hmm. was just uh, kind of an out-of-body experience. Where this was, it was, you know, he was a favorite, so it was a big uh, sigh of relief, uh, just, uh, just very uh, what's the word I'm looking for just thankful that I pulled it off and, and, and uh, you know and as as like I said as the days are, are coming on now now I can kind of really let it soak in and, and enjoy it a whole lot more but uh, it was just a big relief to start with <laughs> and you know we were expecting something big when you crossed the finish line and Mike you didn't do anything I wanted you to put your arms up you know you did it when you came back around but everyone was waiting for something big at the finish line but you were just focusing right Right in that uh, stretch, right? Yeah, you know, I just didn't want to move around on him too much, to be <laughs> honest with you. You know, I just didn't want to be, you know, you know, after a mile and a quarter running that hard, that fast, you know, you, you, you get to shift in your body weight around. Sometimes, you know, you, who knows, it might hurt him a little bit. So mm-hmm. I was just wanting to just be as still and pull up as nice and easy and slow as, I, as, as, as he wanted. Just kind of let him kind of take his time to gather himself and pull up nice and safe so we can head on to the next one. Now, Mike, you broke really good from the gate and you got the lead, but I saw the fraction in the first quarter, and it was 22-1 and one and then 45-3 and three at the half, and I was thinking to myself, Mikey's going too fast. You know, is he going to have enough horse left? Um, talk a little bit about that, because you see Mikey was going pretty easy, but the fractions were high. Yeah, I mean, I was forced to go that fast. I didn't have much choice. You know, I had a horse <laughs> on the outside pushing me, so right. I mean, it was... Uh, you certainly, I certainly didn't want to let him <clears throat> get in front of me and shove me in behind uh, the pace setter. Then I then I'm trapped and stuck, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm going to have to take you know a lot of mud in the face. So mm-hmm. you know he he's lightly raced. He's only been three. I just wanted him to have a good clear trip. If it was a little on the fast side, I thought that he was certainly capable of it. I mean I know the ability that he has, and I thought he could handle something like that. And I was just. Uh, you know, very, very confident that he could, and, and it, it all it all just paid off. Although we were going quick, if you'll take a look at the race, they were all the contenders were right around me. They were mm-hmm. they weren't far off me. I mean, you had both the oral right to my outside. You had Good Magic right in behind me. I, I you know, and so I figure if I'm going fast, they're going fast as well. So we just have to hope we can hold any, any closers off. And when Good Magic came at me, man, he just jumped in the bridle and, and gave me every indication that he wasn't about to give up. And of course, that made me feel a whole lot better. Now, Mike, we were talking about the rain. It was over three inches of rain, which is not normal for usually during the race. It was one of the biggest rain in Kentucky Derby history. How did the track feel? And to justify, he handled it pretty well. I know in his second start at Santa Anita, he um, ran in the rain. So how did he feel? He felt great. I mean, it got pretty pretty deeper than, than, than normal. That it normally does there at Churchill when it gets wet. It usually gets really kind of hard hard and fast but it got pretty sticky there for 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 that race and uh but he's such an athlete man he handled it so well i i think that uh you could run just about over anything you could run him on a, on a on a very soft turf course and i don't think he'd mind it how does he compare to arrogate and zanyat and some of the other horses that you have ridden mike because you've ridden some of the top horses you know in the world mm-hmm. oh he's just incredible they all are arrogate you know, machine you know zanyata was well, Zenyatta, I mean, they, they all just, in their own right, man, they're just unbelievably talented, and they have a, a brilliant mind that goes along with, with all the talent they have. And, you know, that's the it factor. When you can get a horse with that kind of ability and talent, to, you got you get a mind to go with it. That's that's the key right there. You know, a lot of a lot of times you get one or the other. You don't get them both, and, and, and he, has, he has the it factor. Now, Mike, you tend to have a real, you know, strong bond with your horses. For our, you know, viewers and listeners who don't know about horse racing, you really do have to get that bond with the horse and almost become one with them. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's about it's about blending in with them and not not them with you. Uh, you know, on 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 the racetrack, it's their time, and you gotta just kind of become part of them and 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 
get along with them really, really good, and, and uh, we seem to get along very, very well. Of course, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of other guys will get along with them just, just, just as well. <laughs> yes, you sure do, Mike. This is Becky. Such a pleasure meeting you. Congratulations on 26 Breeder Cup wins, and now this huge win. Wow, uh, pleasure to meet you here. We would love to know when was it? Was there a particular point when? you knew Justify was special. I mean, as Bonnie Jill mentioned, you've ridden on a lot of very special horses. Is there a moment you can pin down when you're like, this is a special a special horse? Well, they, they, they knew it early on, actually, even before he ran. Uh, like, he had been, he'd, everything he does is, is, is above average, man. I mean, he's just, he's such an athlete. I mean, his, his work before he ran first time out were just incredible. He was working with some really good horses that that have already proven themselves and he was just crushing them so he was already giving them you know signs that uh, he was something special now it has to you know carry over to the afternoon which is a which is the tough part a lot of times you'll get horses that'll do it in the a.m they just don't do it to, uh, in the mm-hmm. afternoon when it's time to run and after you watch him run the first time he ran you mm-hmm. knew there was something special and then then it's a big question of will he get around two turns and, and after he did that uh the second time out well, it was mm-hmm. <laughs> We were off to the races, so to say. Yeah. Now, for people who don't know a lot about being a jockey, there is so much athleticism that require that you require. Can you talk about something in your training routine that maybe the average person may not know that goes into your training? Well, I just train a lot, period. I, and I don't train anything any any different, really, than any other athlete. I just, you know, I, I just stay at it. I make it a way of life. I go anywhere from five to six days a week and, uh, you know, riding is a lot of legs, a lot of core. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And and lungs, man. You got to learn how to breathe, man. You have to. Uh, if you're not if you're not getting air to the to the to the, if you're not getting oxygen to the muscles. I don't care how fit or strong you are. You're gonna mm. you're gonna fail. You'll have you'll hit fatigue a whole lot faster. So, you got to learn to actually breathe. You know, and take some air and uh, calm down. Get into a rhythm, just like you'd ask a horse to. You know. Sure. Uh, hey Mike, it's uh, David speaking. Wonderful to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice, uh, first of all, of course, congratulations. I mean, such a huge win, and I'll be rooting for you for the Triple Crown. Um, just want to know a little more about like your history. I know you've had such an amazing career, but uh, when did when did you actually start riding? I started in 1982 in, in New Mexico. Uh, I'd been riding since I was a kid, though. I, I was riding match races. Uh, <laughs> Which is, you know, where two farmers have mm-hmm. a horse and one says he's faster than the other guy, <laughs> and they they match him and they run him down the down the road for about 350 yards. And I used to do that when I was was very young, and then uh, started professionally in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in 1982, and mm. I never never looked back since, and just been going, going, going. That's great, and um, just wanted to know a little bit more, you know, about your history. What what was it? I don't know, either inside of you or some sort of drive that made you want to pursue this as a career, as like a real professional career? Well, I, 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 was, I was always athletic when I was young, but I just wasn't big enough to, to you know, to play football. I, I, football is my, one of my passions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love watching it, I love playing it, but I love basketball, love playing baseball, and I was kind of <laughs> good at all things. I just wasn't big, big enough, and... I was crazy about horses at a very, very young age, and, and I thought, wow, this maybe this is something I could do. And then I was blessed with the with the right size. Of course, I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't grow a whole lot, so that certainly helped. And, and uh, you know, just just pursued that. And you know, I remember at a young age watching the, actually the Kentucky Derby, watching Secretariat win when I was just a kid, and mm-hmm. thinking, wow, man, maybe I could be, maybe I could be a jockey and win the Derby some year. You know, and here you are, man. It's a lot of hard work and. You know, it also helps when, when you absolutely love what you do. And I just love horses and I love riding. And it doesn't even feel like work. I can't believe I get paid to do that, to be honest <laughs> with you. I know. Mike, do you even ride horses unless you're getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. I don't because I'm scared I might fall off and <laughs> get hurt. <laughs> now, so did... I, it has to, right now, it has to be for, 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 for a check, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. when I retire, I certainly will. I mean, I, I love getting on horses. Because you ride Western as well. Didn't Tuff Hedeman, all-around cowboy, who's a good friend of yours, didn't he say that you, you wanted to be a bull rider too or you were thinking about that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I did it all. When I was a kid, I was in, in all the horse programs, 4-H and all that. And, man, I, I rode bulls and tried roping and, and <laughs> you name it. Uh, I, I tried to do it on a horse, you know. And uh, 
I wasn't very good at bull ride. Of course, Tough and all those guys, they went on to especially Tough went on to be world champion like three or four mm-hmm. times, man. But I couldn't. I, I just wasn't quite big enough to even ride a bull, I guess, uh, to be <laughs> honest with you. But, but horses just came natural to me. I mean, I just had a way with them. Uh, at a young age, for whatever reason, I can't explain or describe it. It's, I just, I just kind of know what they're saying, believe it or not. <laughs> now, you know, Bob Baffert and you are both, Bob Baffert is a trainer of Justify, yeah. um, are right both here. Hall of Famers. And, you know, talk about that relationship you guys have, because you guys, you know, have a great personal and business relationship. You know, we really do. We're, we're, we're very close to Bob and Jill and, and their family, man. We're, we're good friends and, and you know, Bob's been telling me for a while, man, I want to win a derby. What, what with you? I want to win it. You know, he, he's been, we've been talking about this for a while. And, and, or the, you know, we thought we had it early on with McKenzie. And then mm-hmm. he got hurt. And, you know, of course, this great, this big red thing jumps out of that. <laughs> seemed like nowhere, although it wasn't. Uh, Bob said, I think I got him for you, you know. And, and look what happened, man. It's just incredible. What a, uh, that in its own right, uh, him getting this horse ready off of three races to run a mile and a quarter and to win the Kentucky mm-hmm. Derby is a, is a feat uh, that's indescribable. It, it, what he did is it's crazy, man. People mm-hmm. just, normal trainers just don't do stuff like that. He's, he's just brilliant. Right. And a lot of people who don't know, he didn't race as a two-year-old at all, Mike, and so people had a lot of doubts about him uh, winning the Derby. Well, yeah, they had the Apollo curse, they call it. It's mm-hmm. been since 1850-something, 100-something years since the uh, a horse that didn't race it too to win the Derby. So I mean, it, it took a horse like this to get it done. I mean, he's just a, a special individual. Mm. Now it's funny, Bob, because we were talking a little about NBA playoffs before um, you came on, and Bob was saying that Justify is the LeBron James of horses. <laughs> <laughs> he's a beast. I'll tell you that, so man. Well, you, you've seen him up up, up close. Oh, yeah. sure. uh, he's just a big, magnificent-looking horse, man. I mean, his muscle tone and his color, I mean, everything about him is just gorgeous. And mm. uh, Like I said before, he's got a great disposition, a wonderful mind that goes along with it on top of everything else. So he's just a special guy. Now, he came back um, today. They're saying that he's good. Um, he rebounded back pretty well after that uh, race, so you'll be good to go in two weeks. Yeah, that's what Bob said, especially this morning. I, when when he first, after the race, he had a slight little bruising in the back, his back feet a little bit, uh, which is a little tender, but... but now with two days gone by, he's already over that. I guess he was full of himself this morning. They they brought him out, and he was just all <laughs> he's, time, so. yeah, his energy is back, and he's, he's a ready star. to go. So, good Lord willing, we'll stay happy, healthy, safe, and sound, and we'll get there. You know, see what happens. Perfect. Well, we'll be rooting for you, Becky. You want to? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This? My goodness. Well, I do have actually a question for you. Did you start out of the eleventh gate? Did I remember that correctly? No, we were them at seven. Seven, okay. Seven. So can you talk about that? The starting position really has a lot to do with it, doesn't it? The outcome the of the race? the Derby with 20 horses, yeah. uh, it, it's very important uh, to get out well because as you saw, a lot of the horses in the race, especially mm-hmm. towards the outside, just got annihilated even there. Sure. And I mean, in one jump, it's over. I mean, you, you, you could lose it in one mm-hmm. jump. So it, it's extremely important to get away good. And he's on the, he's on the big side. He's probably... Probably the biggest horse in the race, to be honest with you, I believe. Yeah, and uh, so a lot of times those, you know, those big horses are just a little bit slow the first jump. But man, I mean, gorgeous! Wow, he, he caught a flyer leaving there. He jumped so good. I was just beside uh, myself. We're looking. More than half my job was was already over after the break, you know. We're looking at a live picture or a picture of you racing, and it's just literally like a work of art. Yeah, <laughs> it, really, it really is. It is. My goodness. Well, <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Uh, maybe abstract art. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's pretty incredible. Well, congratulations on that. Well, we were wondering if you would play a fun game with us. It's called This or That. And, Have, Mike, we do this to get to know all of our celebrities and athletes that come on to kind of get people to know you outside of your sport. Sure. Don't all be right. shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two things, and then you'll tell us this or that. So the first one is going to be LeBron or Jordan. Jordan. Yes. Hot, yeah, Good right. answer. You just won the panel with that Good answer. Good answer. Lucky Penny or Rabbit's Tail? I'd rather pray. Oh, yeah. I like that. it. <laughs> Speaking my language. Wonderful. Taco Tuesday. Well, actually, Lucky Penny, then. I'll tell you that story later. Taco Tuesday or Delivery Pizza Friday? I'm a Delivery Pizza Friday kind of guy. Yes. 
Mike for the win so yeah. far on these. Cruise control or lead foot? I'm, I'm relaxed, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just floating along the freeway. You like speed on the horse. That's very it. Very yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do enough dangerous stuff as it is. Right. Horse. All right. Cruise control behind the wheel. I ain't no lead foot, that's for sure. I like it. Tom Hanks or Tom Brady? I'm a football fanatic, yeah. man, but I, I admire Tom Hanks' work as an actor, but, man, Tom Brady's just out of this world. Good stuff. Sporting event or concert? You know what's so funny is I, I love both, man. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge music fan as well, but uh, depends who was at concert and who was playing uh, <laughs> sure. kind of sport. <laughs> sure. It's Very like true. Game 7 of the Finals. That's a or... there for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, beach or mountains? Hmm. I, I, in the past, I probably would have said mountain, but since I moved out to California, I'm starting to starting yeah. to lay yeah. out in the sand a little bit. I used to be a little funny, but I used to call it dirt. <laughs> <laughs> sand dirt, but yeah. I, I'm starting to enjoy it. I'm just saying I don't go in the water much. Let's put it that way. I'll be a little bait for, for those big sharks. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And just a few more here. French fries or French toast? French toast. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, handyman or hire a man? Oh, hire a man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. And this, is, this one hilarious. is special for you. Kentucky Derby or Breeders' Cup? You can thank Bonnie for that one. <laughs> man, Bonnie, that, that the, 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 both. I've been so blessed now. I now know. I've been so blessed to mm -hmm. have won more than one derby. But, man, Breeders' Cup is, is awful special to me as well. Very very special to me actually i go crazy on breeders cup mm. um now mike before we let you go i have one more question do you have a pre-race ritual because once mm. um becky mentioned that do you do something i know that you're religious um like our, myself but mm -hmm. is there something that you do you know every time kind of superstitious you know i say a prayer before i go out every time mm. you know just for everybody to come back safe and the horses back uh, mm -hmm. safe and sound and all the riders and I don't pray to win, but but I, I kind of did like I don't know if you ever heard the Fee Ping Kai story oh, about yeah. when he won uh, on Swell, where he said I, I prayed this morning to God, but I didn't pray to win with his accent. He said, but I did ask him for a little pooch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. not a bad thing to ask for some favor. Yeah, you, know? it's okay. you can ask a favor every push. now and then. I got that little push out of the gate. That felt like someone pushed me out of there. I'll tell you that. I love it. That's so good. Well, the penny thing, really quick. I want to mention that the penny. If you guys look at a penny, it says "In God We Trust." Mm -hmm. It does. So a penny is a reminder. There you to go. Me. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a reminder to me to always trust. So I always keep a penny. That's my lucky oh, my lucky thing. Nice. That's why I use that. Uh, I like that. I like that. Now you got me like doing something new now there you go <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. go well mike thank you so much you know it's always great having you on good friend and uh you know we're gonna oh, be, i loved it we're gonna I, be had a, lot, a lot of fun yeah we're yeah. gonna be yeah. praying again. hopefully hopefully we'll be doing this again in a couple weeks yes definitely yes. and i'm gonna try to make it out to the preakness um like if and if not uh when you win that because you will win it yeah. we will uh i'll see you at belmont we'll for triple crown good lord's <laughs> willing thank you thank you yeah i look forward to seeing you buddy thanks mike you're the best Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks. See y'all later. Nice meeting you guys. You too. Gonna meet you too. Good luck. Uh, isn't he great? <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow, BJ. He is awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Good guy, right? Such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it make you want to... You know what I'm saying? You really want to pull for him. I want to pull for him now. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. Right. Wow, and gracious. so humble. And gracious. Yeah, so you know, humble. I mean, that's what I was talking about. Like, you've probably seen some races, but when they mm -hmm. go across the line, they put their hands mm -hmm. up, they do something kind of crazy. He, he was still focusing, and then, you know, mm -hmm. after when he came back around to do his victory lap, he just kept, you know, praying and thanking yeah, him. Not a lot God. of... I haven't met a lot of people that would be that humble after a derby win, I'll tell you that right? much. It's incredible. It's amazing. I know. You heard it. He's going to come back. He's going to come back here in two that, weeks when he yeah. uh, when he wins. That'd be an exciting. And, and you know, it'd be nice to, you know, because he does maybe. live, you know, somewhat up the streets to get him in studio. Oh, that'd be amazing. Maybe yeah. after the triple crown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that was fun. I feel like you guys, you know, kind of engaged in that so and you yeah. know, kind of learned a little bit about it. It kind of makes you have a different respect for what they do too. Oh, I have It's. You know, it's not, they're not making the millions of dollars like, you know, mm -hmm. some of these athletes, and they're putting a lot of hard work. But it's, and it's dangerous, it's too. Dangerous. They're putting a, you're riding, mm -hmm. I mean, the speed that they go, and you have to, it's so, well, to control you, this animal. It's, it's just, not, if you watch the Secretariat, you actually see a lot of what goes into being a jockey, which is why I wanted to ask exactly. him, like, what do you, people don't realize how much athleticism And you guys also remember, you know, he didn't probably want to, you know, speak about it too much, but these jockeys, you know, they have to stay so, you know. Still? Uh, mm -hmm. No, the, the weight that they have to yeah. stay at. Oh, okay. You know, a lot of the guys, you know, they fluctuate between, like, 112, 116, um, mm -hmm. and 
this is like these are men that are having to control these huge, you know, animals. Yeah. And they're not, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not, they're, yeah. they're like that wiry strong, if that makes sense. You know, they're not the big muscles. Sure. No, but they can balance themselves on a horse. But the scary thing about that is if you fall in that speed, mm. on that I ground, know. in a race like that, like that, for a lot of people, that could be it. Which oh, it is, is it. A lot of them end up in a wheelchair. They put you know? their bodies on the line and, every single race. And I just, and I find that amazing. They don't, get, right. they don't get enough respect. Mm-hmm. No. And you know, there's not even a union. So after they retire, huh. there's nothing mm-hmm. for them. There's, no, the, you know, so they have this, you mm-hmm. know, um, the jockeys disabled fund that helps mm-hmm. with them when they retire or when, you know, if they're hurt while they're riding. Because there's not like, oh. you know, there's not a union like yeah. that on oh. NBA and MLB, which you'd be shocked, right? It's 2018. Right. Yeah, the 144th running of the Kentucky Derby and there's not that. So. Well, I found it interesting. The most interesting comment is him saying when he, the reason why he didn't celebrate is because of the weight yes. on, the, on the horse. I had no idea, right. but it makes sense. Yeah, like right. the smallest shift could actually either spook the horse or. We, sometimes you'll see a jockey kind of look back, or, and that can you know, sure, kind of mm-hmm. screw up some things. But he was uh, still. There's been some that still will still kind of do something because you just yeah. won the Kentucky it's, Derby. Yeah, it's I wonder a feeling takeover. And I wonder honestly. what the horse thinks. Do you think that they know they just won? Like, <laughs> well, what some happening? do? Like you know, uh, California Chrome. I don't know if you remember that horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. actually did a couple um, features on him and. He actually loved the crowd. He loved the cameras. <laughs> People would take photos and say, Chrome, Chrome, and he'd be like this. You're kidding. Literally like, uh, yes, this <laughs> side, oh, this great. side. You know, and then some horses don't even, you know, they're not, yeah. don't, you know. But yeah. some, you know, just like anything, they kind of just know that there's there's so something good. different about that race. You can yeah. you know, feel the energy. It. You know, it's and like animals an, go off by energy. Yeah, it's so. an energy that's put out. Like, sometimes you can just feel it. Right. You just know. Ooh, there's some throwing shade happening on LeBron in the chat. I'm just mm. saying. Good or bad? It says, I don't see any quit in this horse. LeBron quits on his team. Ooh. <gasps> All right, Bernard X. Oh, I, we like, hear you. <laughs> oh, I like that. Wow. He came back. <laughs> he brought one back for the land. He banked it. <laughs> he banked that shot. He banked one in for the land. Oh, God. I, couldn't believe I was watching that in Louisville and the whole like we were actually we were at Mike's yeah. celebration dinner sure. after he won and everyone was watching the Cavs game and everyone's like he banked it like we were just like who makes that shot I mean I don't like LeBron but you gotta give him some you gotta give him some and that's respect. a good shift I mean he NBA. yeah he really he's something kind of special he's something amazing yeah. and yeah. a shot and I like, respect what he does I just he's still kind of a you know yeah I can't I mean, say the word but you know he just sometimes yeah. come on he babies some things and you know he barely yeah. gets hit and he falls and he's crying and Come on. But, but I mean, he's carrying the, he carried that series. He carried oh, yeah, he's carrying that team. The yeah. four wins I mean, versus really the is. Raptors. But a shot like that, it's a lot of people don't understand. To kiss it off the glass that softly, one shot to, I mean, if six not, seconds. you send it overtime. Six seconds to drive the length of the floor, that mm-hmm. angle, that shot, that height yeah. off the glass. It's almost a, no, impossible. It is impossible. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the whole point. Yeah. People don't. Yeah. People see bank shot and they think, oh, we just banked of it. Of course, in. But the beauty of a I know. bank shot it, like and that. Really watch that shot. It's like Tim Duncan esque. Yeah, it's actually it really is. Uh, yeah, it's just, crazy. And I kept saying to everyone, the only way that the Cavs probably will exit the playoffs is is the Pacers and the Pacers mm-hmm. handed them that. Because think about it, the Pacers. Pacers took them to seven. They, they took them they, to a tough to seven. Seven and. Then they sweep the Raptors. I mean, if you really think about that first round, David and Becky, like, mm-hmm. there were a couple games that the Pacers should have won. And so sure. the oh, Cavs wouldn't even be there. And you look at a regular season with the Raptors. They have the best, you know, best record, record number one East. seed and the best history in their franchise. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? Absolutely nothing. nothing. They get yeah. 4 owed by nothing. a 4 seed. Yeah. Nothing. By a and then you think seed. about it, they even struggled against the Wizards. Mm-hmm. They did. It's it's one of the first, okay, I'm not going to say one of the first times, but every year in the East, you kind of see the same thing of LeBron never gets that one seed. It's always, this year was the Raptors, the right. Celtics get it a couple times, right. it was the Hawks, it, it was the Pacers. It means nothing. The number one seed means nothing. It means nothing in the East. I know, because especially in the NBA. LeBron, LeBron could get the eight seed and still yeah. take a team to the finals. It doesn't matter for him. That's why they rest those guys at the end of the regular season. This was the first time in a long time I've ever looked at a four and a one and said that four is going to win, no doubt. Right. That four is going to sweep him and the four. And then you see DeRozan doesn't even get to play; Mm -hmm. he's ejected after slapping Jordan Clarkson around. Um, That game, that game four. I don't know if you guys watched it. It was Mm -hmm. so boring and diplomatic. It was mm -hmm. just you just Mm -hmm. knew it. Like I already knew that they're going to sweep, but you just thought it'd be a little more competitive, don't you think? I hoped it would be more competitive. I think we thought it was going to go to six at least. Like I don't know. I just. 
I had more faith in DeMar DeRozan Me and too. Kyle Lowry. Well, Lowry, like, he just doesn't, they don't show up. It, it, there's something about that platform, that big stage, they just can't do, do you think it. The pre- I don't know. But do you think the previous round maybe, like, tuckered him out? Do you no. Think it, no, uh, not at just, all. They that just don't show up. There's certain guys who just don't show up uh-huh. in the playoffs. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, just, it's this idea of, in today's NBA, it's the game has gotten... I won't say tougher, but the players have just gotten better. So you have this level of like megastar of right. LeBron and like I'll throw like Durant in there and Curry's up there and players like that. And then you have below them like superstars, like DeRozan's in there. Right. And just because DeRozan's not top, top tier doesn't mean he's not an amazing player. But if you're playing against guys who are like, mm-hmm. like LeBron, I would say is incredible, is so much better than DeRozan. When you're playing against guys like that oh and you have to rely just, on. I mean, you really can see the difference too of just. And you know what I, you always have to look at is how players just step it up when it comes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then the guys who play great regular season, you know, and I'm not just talking about rookies, but they just like so hit a true. wall. No, it's that it happens. Yep. Right? It's that April, May, June basketball. Yeah, and, and they LeBron just can't thrive. And he thrives, mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy. I mean, yes, J.R. Smith and Kevin Love and Corver, they all got hot, which helped, right? Mm-hmm. But it still was, it's just, I mean, they just destroyed the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Oh, they destroyed them. Even in like games were close, like I know there were a couple like close mm-hmm. shots mm-hmm. and, like, you know, the yes, there game were, winner. But, but still, uh, uh, I mean, I, wa- I always want to say a win is a win. Right. right, but there's a difference between a win off the glass at the last second, a win by two, and a win that they just completely blew them out in game four. But regardless, that was the only game that was really exciting. Yeah. Was game three? Yeah, yeah game three was, <laughs> was definitely. Regardless, yeah. I mean, they swept them. Right. They were just they proved they're the better team, and mm-hmm. I really think they have a shot at the finals. Yeah, like, oh, I've got confidence. Are you kidding? Um, and what happens now with Casey? Dwayne Casey, you know. You know, head Don't coach had this because this, this, they're talking about firing. Because him and, every single year, all the teams lose, and they find the scapegoat, and it's always the, the head coach. coach. It's always the coach. Wayne Casey is an amazing He's coach. A, I, I love him. He's a great coach. But but you still know, have to play but basketball. You, but you know how it happens. It's, this is a this is a player's game. It's a player's you know? game, and they will always blame yep. the head yep. coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. You always are going to do that. But he still has guys like DeRozan and Larry who have to show up. But it's not mm-hmm. his fault if shots are not falling. And players are not stepping up in these big games. Don't do not blame right. the coach because he is he brought they that team though. to a first. Oh, they season. do. They, yeah, they, it won't, they it won't do. matter. Yeah, they're not going to fire a player. We don't have much time before we close up the show, but let's talk a little bit about we've got the Warriors, Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond Green is playing out of his mind. Amazing. He's right? that heart. He's the heart of that team. He, he definitely really is, really the, is heart the heart of. of, of mm-hmm. I mean, and they've just got so many weapons. I mean, it's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, I it was interesting to see you know Draymond playing center and you know matching up against Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and to see how that was going to be because you know for a while they tried JaVel McGee and that didn't work <laughs> no it's so Draymond you need you need him he's mm-hmm. intensity I mean and he he's another guy we talk about look at him during the regular season and look at him in the playoffs mm-hmm. he's stepping up it's he's it's crazy how it's well how he's playing you, playing with your heart that's when you step up you yeah. step up in the playoffs and you use that pure strength that he has and intensity that's I mean, you see a lot of players get teed up a lot, but it's because they play with their heart. Right. They let their emotions get the better and of them I sometimes. And like, I much rather have a guy on my team that is has heart and, you know, maybe gets a little emotional and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you mm-hmm. know, is going to throw a couple elbows. And, you know, but I, I like that as yeah. a player. I it's like I, li- I like the intensity. I think every team needs that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know he may yeah. foul out every now and then and certain things, but I like that emotion. I like that heart. I don't yeah. like the guy who's always even keel. That's just my opinion. No, I don't I, like oh, no, I definitely I don't agree. Because well, the players need to feel like they got each other's backs. Yes. They're like, we're in this together. And there's someone yeah. that always got your back. Yes. And someone who's, you know, like yeah. in, in hockey, the enforcer. You know always. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so I think you, I think you like that. That's Draymond why fights Green. are a big deal mm-hmm. in hockey is because yeah. it actually... So we know that it's basically, if you think about it, it's probably, unless we see something completely crazy or, you know, a really bad injury, it looks like it will be the Warriors of Cavs. Yeah, apologies to the Pelicans and the Jazz, but come on. Yeah. Come on now. It's it's the Western Conference Finals we've all been waiting for. And going back to hitting a wall, Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, Mm -hmm. it's 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 showing, right? No, it really is. And I hate to say, because I do like both of them a lot. Oh, Dad, oh, me too. But I think you'll see that they can get over that wall, you know, that hump when they play their sophomore year next year. Yeah. I mean, it's a look, and you take a look. I just want to quickly look over to the um, the Celtics Sixers series, right. which I yes. think. I mean, I, I was glad they got one. They, the Sixers, I'm, right? I think you? they yeah. they were due one. One, but it's the the Celtics. It's because of it's Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. I'm sorry, it's Brad Stevens yeah. all the way. Sometimes I don't want to blame the coach, but sometimes for wins you just gotta blame he, the he's coach. He's just a phenomenal coach. And think yeah. about it. You know, everyone. You know, I don't. Think we're, we're not forgetting, but. 
No Kyrie Irving. No, and no, no Hayward. Hayward. The no entire Hayward. season. So imagine, this is the only thing that bothers me going into the Eastern Conference Finals, because mm-hmm. we know it's going to be Celtics-Cavs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they had those two, I really believe that uh, the Who, Celtics well, could beat the Cavs. Who's going to give LeBron Don't a you? run for their money, though? Yeah. But, it, it, I mean, <laughs> the way Stevens yeah. shut down, the way Brad Stevens shut down Ben Simmons, oh, that I one know. game where he had one point. Oh, I mm-hmm. know. I want to see what he throws at LeBron, especially guys. What do you guys think, though? Who's, who's, no, who's going to go ahead and no, it? It's no way. It, I it's, mean, Jalen Brown, he's playing in some good basketball, they're all too. But I just, but do you agree that if Hayward and Irving were, were in mm. it, that they could beat the Cavs? I definitely Cavs, think Because I think they could. I mean, he's using Al Horford so What a so story well, that is. It's Kyrie Irving and yeah. LeBron. I wanted to That's see that so bad. That. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm like, all right, Celtics, Cavs, we're going to see the clash between Kyrie and LeBron. They're going to go right yeah. at each other shot for line, shot. It would have been so great. Yeah. And now it's going to be a little anticlimactic, and we know the but, Cavs are going to win that series. Yeah. And then it's going to be Cavs-Warriors again, and the Warriors are going to win it. I wow. actually agree with you. Yeah, like I, mean, I want, ca- I, mean, I want to dispute Cavs, it, but this, I can't. The yeah. Cavs just don't have enough weapons to go, up, you know, up against this the Warriors. The, the Warriors got a deep no. bench. They've got mm-hmm. Steph's healthy now. Yeah. There's no way you can yeah. beat them. It's we're gonna you double the, you double team Durant. There's there's you know how, with three other guys are open. You know what well, I'm saying? There's no LeBron's there's no the only way one to, playing. It's not a team sport over yeah. there. No, so, I don't I don't like it. I know it's kind of boring, but to be honest with you, I think the first round was the best basketball. Now it's kind of getting a little. That's just it's my opinion. Predictable. You know? Not yeah. It's now, where we are. Now it's predictable. Eventually, when you funnel down to it, it just ends up at the same kind of like theme. It's right. Cavs, Warriors. This year, the Warriors are going to take it. Yeah. The Warriors probably should have taken it when it was they had the three one lead. Sorry, Warriors fans. And before we wrap it up, Ugh. who people were so concerned about the Warriors and the Cavs, how they were struggling through the regular season. Am I right? Well, and, that was injuries for the Warriors. Right? Yeah. And the Cavs, that was they were struggling team. straight up their team. Yeah. But isn't it funny, though? And then you look, again, all that matters is post, post you know, season. Yeah. It's like that in every so, sport. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that was exciting. You know, some NBA, NHL, and then, of course, Mike Smith, our guest, who was phenomenal, and mm-hmm. we were so glad to have him. But we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back here on Tuesday on the Weekly Pass. Thank you guys for joining me Thank again you. for another Tuesday. Thanks for having us. We'll be back again at 2 o'clock Pacific Coast time. I'm Bonnie Jill Laughlin, and you can find us on the Weekly Pass at BJL Weekly Pass. And for me, at Bonnie Jill on Instagram, Facebook, and at BJ Laughlin on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at uh, David H. Bloom on both Instagram and Twitter. Just uh, Tara Rozier, I'm high on you, my man. <laughs> Do some good stuff. Come on. Don't put me wrong. All right, don't prove me wrong. I'm Becky Sotero. You can find me on all social media at Becky Sotero. Thank you for joining on the chat. We had lots of you in today. We'll see you next week. Thank you much. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. See you later. <laughs> We're getting there. You express herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.